Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpoka. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Saturday, July 2nd. Shabbat Shalom. I want to draw your attention to a page on the Daily Audio Torah website. Click on the Connect button on the navigation menu and connect with us through our newsletter. Israel on Target and War Room Report. What do we cover? With Israel on Target, we give you the top news stories coming from Israel each week with scriptures to pray over Israel. With the War Room Report, it's time to wake up. The world is at war. It is an unconventional war. It is a cultural war. It is a communications and media war. It is a political war. It is an economic war. It is an ideological war. It is a war for your mind and thoughts. And at the deepest level, it is a spiritual war between light and darkness, between good and evil, between Yahovah and Satan. We need intel to pray strategically. That is the purpose of the War Room Report, to give you the intel you need so you can successfully fight the spiritual war with power and precision. We share practical knowledge, truth, and facts that you won't find in the mainstream media world. What we cover in the War Room Report, all things COVID, resources and remedies, big tech censorship, Israel in the Middle East, where the hot war will most likely start. Deep state globalist agenda, the folks in the shadows pulling the strings. Election fraud and ongoing forensic audits. CCP infiltration into America. Go to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Connect Pick on the navigation menu. Then subscribe to our newsletter. It goes out two to three times a month. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week... We are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we finish up the Torah portion, Korah. Numbers 18, 16-32 Take as their redemption price from the age of one month up the money equivalent of five shekels by the sanctuary weight, which is twenty gira. 
but the firstlings of cattle, sheep, or goats may not be redeemed. They are consecrated. You shall dash their blood against the altar and turn their fat into smoke as an offering by fire for a pleasing odor to Hashem. But their meat shall be yours. It shall be yours like the breast of elevation offering and like the right thigh. All the sacred gifts that the Israelites set aside for Hashem I give to you, to your sons, and to your daughters that are with you as a due for all time. It shall be an everlasting covenant of salt before Hashem for you and for your offspring as well. And Hashem said to Aaron, You shall, however, have no territorial share among them, or own any portion in their midst. I am your portion and your share among the Israelites. And to the Leviim I hereby give all the tithes in Israel as their share in return for the services that they perform, the services of the tent of meeting. Henceforth Israelites shall not trespass on the tent of meeting, and thus incur guilt and die. Only Leviim shall perform the service of the tent of meeting. Others would incur guilt. It is the law for all time throughout the ages, but they shall have no territorial share among the Israelites. For it is the tithes set aside by the Israelites as a gift to Hashem, that I give to the Leviim as their share. Therefore I have said concerning them, they shall have no territorial share among the Israelites. Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the Leviim and say to them, When you receive from the Israelites their tithes, which I have assigned to you as your share, you shall set aside from them one-tenth of the tithe as a gift to Hashem. This shall be accounted to you as your gift, as with the new grain from the threshing floor or the flow from the vat. So shall you put, so shall you on your part set aside a gift for Hashem from all the tithes that you receive from the Israelites, and from them you shall bring the gift of Hashem to Aaron the Kohen. You shall set aside all gifts due to Hashem from everything that is donated to you, from each thing its best portion, the part thereof that is to be consecrated. Say to them further, when you have removed the best part from it, you, Leviim, may consider it the same as the yield of threshing floor or vat. You and your households may eat it anywhere, for it is your recompense for your services in the tent of meeting. You will incur no guilt through through it. Once you have removed the best part from it, you must not profane the sacred donations of the Israelites, lest you die. Second Kings twenty one to twenty two two. In those days Hezekiah fell dangerously ill. The Navi Yeshiahu, son of Amotz, came and said to him, Thus said Hashem, Set your affairs in order, for you are going to die. You will not get well. Thereupon Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to Hashem. He said, Please, Hashem, remember how I have walked before you sincerely and wholeheartedly, and have done what is pleasing to you. And Hezekiah wept profusely. Before Yeshiahu had gone out of the middle court, the word of Hashem came to him. Go back and say to Hezekiah, the ruler of my people, 
Thus says Hashem, the God of your father David, I have heard your prayer, I have seen your tears, I am going to heal you, on the third day you shall go up to the house of Hashem, and I will add fifteen years to your life. I will also rescue you and this city from the hands of the king of Assyria. I will protect this city for my sake and for the sake of my servant David. Then Yeshiyahu said, Get a cake of figs. And they got one, and they applied it to the rash, and he recovered. Hezekiah asked Yeshiyahu, What is the sign that Hashem will heal me, and that I shall go up to the house of Hashem on the third day? Yeshiyahu replied, This is the sign for you from Hashem, that Hashem will do the thing that he has promised. Shall the shadow advance ten steps, or recede ten steps? Hezekiah said, It is easy for the shadow to lengthen ten steps, but not for the shadow to recede ten steps. So the Navi Yeshiyahu called to Hashem, and he made the shadow which had descended on the dial of Achaz recede ten steps. At that time King Barodach Baladan, son of Baladan of Babylon, sent envoys with a letter and a gift to Hezekiah. For he had heard about Hezekiah's illness. Hezekiah heard about them, and he showed them all his treasure house, the silver, the gold, the spices, and the fragrant oil, and his armory, and everything that was to be found in his storehouses. There was nothing in his palace or in all his realm that Hezekiah did not show them. Then the Navi Yeshi. Yeshiyahu came to King Hezekiah. What he demanded of him did those men say to you? Where have they come to you from? They have come, Hezekiah replied, from a far country, from Babylon. Next he asked, What have they seen in your palace? And Hezekiah replied, They have seen everything that is in my palace. There was nothing in my storehouses that I did not show them. Then Yeshiyahu said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of Hashem. A time is coming when everything in your palace, which your ancestors have stored up to this day, will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will remain behind, said Hashem. And some of your sons, your own issue, whom you will have fathered, will be taken to serve as eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Hezekiah declared to Yeshiyahu, the word of Hashem that you have spoken is good, for he thought it means that safety is assured for my time. The other events of Hezekiah's reign, and all his exploits, and how he made the pool and the conduit and brought the water into the city, are recorded in the annals of the king of Judah. Hezekiah slept with his fathers, and his son Manasseh succeeded him as king. Manasseh was twelve years old when he became king, and he reigned fifty-five years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hephzibah. He did what was displeasing to Hashem, following the abhorrent practices of the nations that Hashem had dispossessed before the Israelites. He rebuilt the shrines that his father Hezekiah had destroyed. He erected altars for Baal and made a sacred post, as King Achab of Israel had done. He bowed down to all the host of heaven, 
and worshipped them, and he built altars for them in the house of Hashem, of which Hashem had said, I will establish my name in Jerusalem. He built altars for all the hosts of heaven in the two courts of the house of Hashem. He consigned his own son to the fire. He practiced soothsaying and divination, and consulted ghosts and familiar spirits. He did much that was displeasing to Hashem, to vex him. The sculptured image of Asherah that he had made, he placed in the house concerning which Hashem had said to David and to his son Solomon, In this house and in Jerusalem, which I choose out of all the tribes of Israel, I will establish my name forever, and I will not again cause the feet of Israel to wander from the land that I gave to their fathers, if they will but faithfully observe all that I have commanded them, all the teachings with which my servant Moses charged them. But they did not obey, and Manasseh led them astray to do greater evil than the nations that Hashem had destroyed before the Israelites. Therefore Hashem spoke through his servants the Nevi'im. Because King Manasseh of Yehudah has done these abhorrent things, he has outdone in wickedness all that the Amorites did before his time. And because he led Yehudah to sin with his fetishes, assuredly thus said Hashem, the God of Israel, I am going to bring such a disaster on Jerusalem and Yehudah, that both ears of everyone who hears about it will tingle. I will apply to Jerusalem the measuring line of Shomron and the weights of the house of Ahab. I will wipe Jerusalem clean as one wipes a dish and turns it upside down. And I will cast off the remnant of my own people and deliver them into the hands of their enemies. They shall be plunder and pray to all their enemies, because they have done what is displeasing to me, and have been vexing me from the day that their fathers came out of Egypt to this day. Moreover, Manasseh put so many innocent persons to death that he filled Jerusalem with blood from end to end, besides the sin he committed in causing Yehuda to do what was displeasing to Hashem. The other events of Manasseh's reign and all his actions and the sins he committed are recorded in the annals of the kings of Judah. Manasseh slept with his fathers and was buried in the garden of his palace, in the garden of Uzzah, and his son Amon succeeded him as king. Amon was twenty-two years old when he became king and he reigned two years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Meshulameth, daughter of Harus of Joppa. He did what was displeasing to Hashem, as his father Manasseh had done. He walked in all the ways of his father, worshipping the fetishes which his father had worshipped and bowing down to them. He forsook Hashem, the God of his fathers, and did not follow the way of Hashem. Amon's courtiers conspired against him, and they killed the king in his palace. But the people of the land put to death all who had conspired against King Amon, and the people of the land made his son Yoshiahu king in his stead. The other events of Amon's reign and his actions are recorded in the annals of the kings of Yehudah. He was buried in his tomb in the garden of Uzzah, and his son Yoshiahu succeeded him as king. 
Yoshiahu was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned thirty-one years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jedida, daughter of Adiah of Bozkath. He did what was pleasing to Hashem, and he followed all the ways of his ancestor David. He did not deviate to the right or to the left. Acts 21, 18-36 Acts 21, 17-36 And when we, Paul and his co-workers, were come to Jerusalem, the brethren received us gladly. And the day following Paul went in with us to James, and all the elders were present. And when he had saluted them, he declared particularly what things God had wrought among the Gentiles by his ministry. And when they heard it, they glorified the Lord and said to him, You see, brother, how many thousands of Jews there are which believe, and they are all zealous of the law. And they are informed of you that you teach all the Jews which are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, saying that they ought not to circumcise their children, neither to walk after the customs. What is it, therefore? The multitude must needs come together, for they will hear that you have come. Do therefore this that we say to you. We have four men which have a vow on them. Them take and purify yourself with them, and be at charges with them, that they may shave their heads, and all may know that those things whereof you they were informed concerning you are nothing, but that you yourself also walk orderly, and you keep the law. As touching the Gentiles which believe, we have written and concluded that they observe no such thing, save only that they keep themselves from things offered to idols, and from blood, and from strangled, and from fornication. Then Paul took the men, and the next day he purified himself with them, entered into the temple, to signify the accomplishment of the days of purification, until an offering should be offered for every one of them. And when the seven days were almost ended, the Jews, which were of Asia, when they saw him in the temple, stirred up the people and laid hands on him, crying out, Men of Israel, help! This is the man that teaches that all men everywhere against the people and the law and this place, and further brought Greeks also into the temple, and has polluted this holy place. For they had seen before with him in the city Trophimus, an Ephesian, whom they supposed that Paul had brought into the temple. And all the city was moved, and the people ran together, and they took Paul and drew him out of the temple, and forthwith the doors were shut. And as they went about to kill him, tidings came to the chief captain of the band, that all Jerusalem was in an uproar, who immediately took soldiers and centurions and ran down, to them. And when they saw the chief captain and the soldiers, they left beating of Paul. Then the chief captain came near and took him, and commanded him to be bound in two chains, and demanded who he was, and what he had done. And some cried one thing, and some another, among the multitude. And when he could not know the certainty for the tumult, he commanded him to be carried into the castle. And when he came upon the stairs, so it was, that he was born of the soldiers, 
for the violence of the people. For the multitude of the people followed after, crying, Away with him! Psalm 150, 1-6 Praise ye the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Proverbs 18 9 and 10. He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and they are safe. I'd like to speak to you today from 2 Kings chapter 20 and 21, and then I want to jump into Acts chapter 21. And in the opening chapter of chapter 20 from Second Kings, we see that Hezekiah fell very dangerously ill. And the verse reads that Navi, Yeshiahu son of Amos, came and said to him, Thus said Hashem, set your affairs in order, for you are going to die. You will not get well. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. King Hezekiah is told that he is going to be punished by losing his life in this world, and as Rashi explains, the next world as well. The reason for the punishment is that until now he has refrained from getting married and having children. Hezekiah's intentions are pure since he has received a prophetic word, a revelation, that his son will be evil. As a result, he wishes to refrain from having children in order to avoid bringing such a person into the world. However, Hezekiah is told that his responsibility is to follow Hashem's commandment to have children, regardless of the consequences. Rabbi Shlomo Aviner notes that Hezekiah's decision to avoid having children could be particularly devastating because his descendants represent the continuation of the Davidic dynasty. After hearing the rebuke, Hezekiah understands that he has erred, and prays to God for forgiveness and corrects his mistake. Though his son Manasseh is indeed evil, his great-grandson is the righteous king Josiah, who is responsible for creating a religious renaissance in the kingdom. Josiah gets rid of all forms of idolatry, including the altar erected by Jehoram, thus fulfilling the prophecy stated in 1 Kings 13.2, and he renews the people's covenant with Hashem. Continuing on in chapter 21, we see that Manasseh, the son of Hezekiah, becomes the king, and he does what is very displeasing to Hashem, following the abhorrent practices of the nations that Hashem had dispossessed before the Israelites. And in verse 6 it says he consigned his son to the fire. He practiced soothsaying and divination and consulted ghosts and familiar spirits. He did much that was displeasing to Hashem, to vex him. And again, as I record this, 
the Supreme Court in the United States has just overturned Roe versus Wade, and now the abortion issue is kicked back to each of the individual 50 states to make their own policy and law regarding abortion. So no longer is there a blanket uh, permission to perform abortion in all 50 states. And in essence, it's a, it was a worship of the false god of Baal and Molech. So what this king, King Manasseh, did, he consigned his son to the fire. In other words, he took his infant son and burned him alive at the base of the statue of Molech or Baal. And it was horrible. It's infanticide, a newborn baby. Maybe, Maybe the child was six months old, maybe a year old, but he burned him alive and made a sacrifice because Baal is a bloody god. And that's what abortion is. It's blood sacrificed to Baal. And this false god has now been overturned. It's no longer the law of the land. Now, in chapter 21, verse 8, it is written, And I will not again cause the feet of Israel to wander from the land that I gave to their fathers, if they will but faithfully observe all that I have commanded them, all the teachings with which my servant Moses charged them. Now, this is a huge secret that's being revealed openly here. What God is saying here is that as long as the children of Israel, particularly the northern kingdom, the house of Israel, would follow his commands and faithfully observe them, that they get to stay in Israel and not be wandering the earth. But, of course, that's not what happened. They did turn away, and they did follow other gods. And so they did get dispossessed from the land. They were sent into exile to Assyria. And then they never returned. That would be us. So when Yeshua comes to regather the exiles of Israel, the entrance ticket into the land is this very thing. God is explaining to us and showing us and revealing to us that if we will faithfully observe all that he has commanded us, all the teachings with which my servant Moses charged them, if we will follow them by the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit, that is our entrance ticket into the land of Israel. But if we are not following the commandments and the teachings of Moses by the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit, we will not be allowed into the land. And this is an individual thing. In Ezekiel chapter 20, in the second half of the chapter, it says, I will deal with each one of you face to face, one by one. And though I've gathered you from many, many nations, not all of you are going to go into the land of Israel. But those of you that have been in rebellion against me and against the word, against the Torah, will remain in the wilderness and will not go into the land of Israel. So that is our entrance ticket into the land in the future. So the Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Manasseh is the epitome of an evil king. He engages in the worst kinds of idolatry and commits countless acts of murder, influencing the rest of the nation to follow his evil ways. As a result of Manasseh's sin, 
Hashem determines that he will exile the children of Israel. Though Eretz Israel is an eternal inheritance of the children of Israel, living in the land depends upon the observance of God's commandments. The land of Israel is considered to be the palace of the king, and the laws of the king of kings must be followed. Today's state of Israel invests tremendous resources in order to fully facilitate religious life. The Israeli government spends great sums on religious services, such as synagogues and schools, so that the children of Israel can obey all of Hashem's commandments. This has resulted in the flourishing of religious life throughout the land of Israel at levels not seen in the millennia. And now I want us to turn to Acts chapter 21. And we see in this chapter that Paul is volunteering and stepping up. He's been falsely accused of saying that the children of Israel should not follow the commands and the laws of Moses. And this is not true. Um, What his issue is, is that he's saying to be circumcised in the flesh is not what gives you salvation. It's circumcision of the heart that matters. And you don't need to be circumcised in the flesh to be saved. So there are four men that are finishing up a Nazarite vow. And this comes out of uh, the Old Testament. There is a protocol that you follow when you're done with your Nazarite vow and you shave your head and then you go to the temple and you make some sacrifices. And so Paul has offered to go along with these four men and follow the protocol that's outlined for us in Moses in the book of um, Leviticus and follow the protocol that one follows when ending a Nazarite vow to prove to the people that he does follow the protocols and the laws and the commandments of Moses. And so he does this, and then all of a sudden some rabble-rousers and some people who like to stir the pot come along and they start to make accusations and they start a violent outbreak. Um, A violent outbreak against him. And so then the soldiers come, And the soldiers have to protect him because there's all this violence going on. And so in verse 28, it says, crying out, men of Israel, help. This is the man that teaches that all men everywhere against the people and the law, the Torah, and this place, and further brought Greeks also into the temple and has polluted this holy place. And so the crowd was about to kill him. And the chief captain of the band, who was in Jerusalem, was in an uproar, and they took the soldiers and centurions and ran down to them to protect Paul and to take him away from the violent crowd. So basically, the crowd turned against him and shut him down. And he could no longer finish the protocol of the Nazarite vow. He wasn't allowed to speak to the crowd. He was just completely shut down. And I want to comment on that. And I'll share something out of my own personal life. I can really relate to what Paul went through. Because something similar happened to me this very week. Now, it wasn't physical violence. But it was an act of severe 
extreme censorship and silencing. And I went on to my MailChimp platform, and I've had an account with MailChimp for many years, to prepare a newsletter to send out. And I was locked out of my own account. I couldn't even sign in. And I sent an, a ticket in saying, what's going on with my account? And they took several days and they finally got back to me and they said, oh, the compliance people, they've decided that you are not following our protocols and our standards and you've violated them. And so you're out of compliance. And so your, your account has been suspended. And then I replied back and said, well, wait a minute. <laughs> I haven't sent out a newsletter since April. And uh, whatever the issue is, I'd like to clear it up. And, you know, I've had my account with MailChimp for many years. And they just dug in their heels and they said, nope, your, your account is closed. We don't want your account anymore. And they allowed me to go in one last time to get my list of contacts. And then the account was closed and I had no recourse. It was just the ax fell and that was that. And let me tell you, that did not feel good. Censorship is evil. Censorship, the way it feels, it feels like someone is putting a hand right over your mouth and silencing you. And you're not allowed to speak. Well, there was important news to share in the newsletter. The important news for that particular issue was I wanted to share about the Roe versus Wade decision being overturned and also about the Israel uh, coalition has collapsed and now they have to go to elections in the fall. And that's huge news. That's important news that people need to know about and pray into. And with each news item, there's always a scripture and a prayer that goes with it. So for several days, I was searching around trying to find another platform that I could work with that would not silence me or censor me, that would allow my voice to be out there. And uh, I tried two, and neither one of them worked. And, and then when I finally came to another one, it was called Mailer Light. I, my account was approved. It was verified and validated, and they went ahead and allowed me to send out my newsletter. So I found a platform to replace MailChimp. But we don't live in a free country anymore. And maybe that's clear and obvious to you, and it's you've known this for a long time. And I... I I'm mean, stating the obvious, and it really got extremely bad with the uh, inauguration of the latest man who occupies the White House. He was not duly elected, but he's the one who now occupies the White House. And ever since then, the, the dark black curtain of censorship has gotten severely worse. So... In some ways, I really relate to what Paul went through with this crowd shutting him down and threatening to kill him. Now, I wasn't threatened to be killed, but this act of censorship, it's just infuriating. It's frustrating. It's 
it vexes your spirit. So I was able to get a new platform and with prayer and asking God for favor, the door opened. So, beloved, I'd like to ask you to support this newsletter. It came through a lot of persecution and a lot of prayer and tears. Please sign up for Israel on Target and War Room Report. I promise you will not get spammed. I do not share the list with any other vendors. And basically, it's just information for prayer. Um, information that I, I believe is important for you to know about what's going on in the world and how it relates back to the scriptures, how it relates back to biblical end-time prophecy. So you can sign up by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then go to the pick on the menu that says connect and sign up there. Have a blessed day and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Adonai Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.